We're live. Wow. With Neil Brennan. Wow. Uh, hi, Neil Brennan here. I have one date. Portland, I cannot say enough. December 15th. Come fuck with me at the Hollywood Theater. Hey, Brennan. that's Neil. Go fuck with him. Uh, this is Moshe Kasher. I've got a few announcements. We do have t-shirts available. The champs have t-shirts. And they are available at bluecollardistro.com forward slash the champs. Next week, I will tell you who those lucky artists were or how lucky we were. I'm a slacker, dude. I promise they're getting shouts out. The champs well, are doing... they probably should just go... If you entered, just go on Blue Collar Distro. No, but they want a shout out. They want to know. Oh, they right. want to hear but their they'll name. Have excite, they'll have the excitement of seeing their creation it being will. sold. Happen. Money. It's pretty dope. There's some great <laughs> designs. So go fuck with that uh, for your Christmas gifts. If you get them now, you can get them by Christmas. Also, uh, I will uh, be doing a weekend at the Punchline in San Francisco, December 22nd and 23rd, Friday, Saturday. So please come fuck with me there. Speaking of San Francisco, the Champs will be doing our first live recording of this podcast in San Francisco at SF Sketchfest. That's February the 9th. Go to sfsketchfest.com for all that information. Fuck with my special on Netflix. Buy my book. Everybody, I love you doug you got some dates guess what what i'm gonna be in uh texas january 11th 12th and 13th with tim heidecker and neil hamburger in dallas and houston and the other one austin or something the other one so, yeah all right go fuck with doug check it out on twitter right yeah fuck, fuck with that did and you want to um did you want to drop some have any do you want to drop some anything, have you done anything that you I, sell i got i got nothing oh i got fine. nothing but you can come fuck with me anyway yeah, yeah. Find yeah. Me. just fuck with me on the street <laughs> <laughs> let's start the champs drop is that okay to say Bam. doug's drop that's some bullshit i jacked doug's drop is that okay to say fuck man is that okay to say I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went. Get up off the Doug's drop. Stop fuck, man. Doug's drop. Is that okay to say? Doug's drop. Get up off Twitter. Doug's drop. At the premiere, no less. Now you're fucking with the champs. Is that okay to say? Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, that is a world premiere. Did you make that? Okay to say? Yeah. The Champs theme song made by DJ Doug Pound himself. Ladies and gentlemen, you're fucking with the Champs once again. Another exciting episode of the Champs, Neil. Yeah, here we are, guys. That one, I'm still reeling from that song. It was beautiful, man. Like freaking out from it. We have a theme song. Um, We have t-shirts. We've stepped up our game. We really. This is a full service podcast. That's right. Um. Guys, our guest today, uh, I caught him on Twitter. Well, no, I guess I know you from Twitter a little bit, but and I know you from your column in USA Today, and I know you from you're on ESPN from time to time. You're uh, you're you're appear on it. You're anyhow. And then I the reason I was like, oh, we have. To, I always wanted you on, and then I saw you on Real Sports with Brian Gumble, and I didn't know that you were gay. And I was like, and oh. homosexual, and oh. you mean gay like whack, and also homosexual like fuck dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, are are you a queer? Uh, and I'm not crazy about that word. It sounds better to say, "Are you queer?" than "Are you a queer?" Well, right? How about, are you? A, how about you are a gay? I'm a gay. I'll, I'll embrace <laughs> You're that. Clearly one. Gay. Are you a homosexual? Really about that. <laughs> I would embrace I'm a homosexual. I would do that. The queer thing, it, it, it bothers me. How about, t- are you what? a fag? A, 
that one bothers me too. Shots no, fired so right faggot, off the gate. Faggots off the table. No, that one's cool. Oh no, this is so confusing. <laughs> this is. Crazy. I like the multi-syllable words. I'm very curious why why does queer bother you? Because queer has been accepted one as syllable. a kind of. Is that the problem? It's been accepted as this kind of pan-cultural like moniker, but you don't like it. Why why not? Because I'm not odd. Oh okay, right. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think I'm queer. I mean. You're not hot? Is that what you said? Odd. He's not, an, he's not, not odd. odd. Oh, oh, I'm God. hot. He's oh, hot. I'm yeah. hot. I just oh, walked yeah. up and down West Hollywood. Trust me. <laughs> oh, trust they me, all told you? Yeah. <laughs> they all told me. All the gays. Um, but <laughs> you the, get the fags say anything? No. No, but the faggots, they love me. <laughs> Wait, but real talk. Are you ready for real talk? I'm curious. <laughs> you didn't introduce him yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, like like Mid-introduction. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. All you need is like, no, there's a gay person here. Now the listeners have to guess who it is. No, that's how homophobic we are here, as we did introduce yeah. him he is a gay yeah, and that's okay. all you need to know um, no he's a columnist for USA what are your big I'm a USA columnist today? for ESPN, ESPN and CNN and CNN yeah and uh, I'm for hire Come fuck with me. Uh, I'm still stuck with that. I really like that. I'm gonna come fuck, some with fuck with me. Yeah, yeah you can have it. Great. That's why we. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's one of our. Uh, LZ Granderson. Well, yeah. There we go. To the Z. Yay. To the Granderson. Yay. Um, all right. I, so, I have a question. Yeah, have a, go. Right off the top. Go. Um, you don't. You don't like the the queer moniker. You you have. Ex- you don't. You have a not. You're not into r- r- the reclamation of fag or faggot. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't. True. <laughs> what I mean, what I'm getting at is, I wonder if you, uh, what your stance on and reclamation of n word use and your stance on reclamation Dude, of fag. You yeah. drop the n word on me, it's gonna be a different kind of. Not me. Oh, I'm white. You know I know who I am. No, I know. Who I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Then don't listen to the, any other episode. <laughs> no, because it's been dropped. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that whole political argument that a lot of people. Have I wasn't made. asking like, you permission if I could do it. It's like going, boy. No, Jesse Jackson prepped me before I came in. <laughs> oh, he was on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That just isn't my, my, my bag. You know, it's not how I roll. Um, you know, a lot of things I write about is about uh, you know, talking about people who use those words in a hurtful manner. And, you know, I just feel that the best way to, to be the kind of soapbox kind of commentator that I am is to kind of live what I write about. So if I don't think it's cool that white people call me the N-word, then I probably shouldn't call other folks the N-word either. Interesting. So um, You, don't, you fi- don't call black people the N-word under any circumstances? Oh, that's not true. I mean, I grew up in a hood and shit right. still slips out, but right. it's not like a conscious. You are from Detroit, after all. I'm from the good side of Detroit. Yeah, oh, is that right? Yeah, where the bodies <laughs> Where is <born>. that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a very, that's a good setup. That, that was a great good. setup. And what, what part of Detroit is that, LZ? <laughs> oh, the bodies are warm. <laughs> Um, all right, so you know I, have a, I have a thousand questions because um, I because I once I knew you were coming on, I did some research. Oh shit! But also, all right, so you said something. I on, salute you all for kicking on, my ass on Doug. Stop it! Um, <laughs> uh, you said something on Real Sports, which was there are a lot of gay athletes. Or well, not a lot, but there they're are right. there are more closet. The, the entire gay NBA is is gay, actually. <laughs> and everyone, down to a man, everyone. But, everyone. But what you're saying you meant is, to say WNBA, I think. <laughs> uh, what you're saying is you is, tell me, Pretty Red's gay. Do you understand being closeted and not coming out? Yeah, I understand it. And do you think it's an act of cowardice, or do you think it's an act of like, fuck it, I don't have time. This would be really inconvenient <laughs> for me to come out now as a as a as a as a basketball player. As a, as a homosexual just not gay worth, basketball yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it just isn't worth the trouble. 
Well, uh, you know, I guess if you if you juxtapose that to the trouble that it takes to stay in the closet, then you start asking yourself, well, is it worth the investment or not? Uh, it's a lot of work to stay in the closet. Right. It's not just about, you know, tell I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> you know, it's about, you know, I'm going to actively keep all this shit secret. Sneak off sneak to do my thing. Sneak off to do my thing. Were you, Don't you were, sneak off and do my thing. Right. Oh, right. Trying to get caught kind of thing. You like, know, not, not trying not to get caught. Um, right. Denying yourself just simple, basic things like going on a date. I right. mean, right. Right. that's a lot of work. And, you know, someone asks you what you did this weekend, remembering which pronouns to switch at which point. I mean, that's, that's a lot of investment in staying yeah. in the closet. So you, when you start looking at the amount of energy that's invested staying in and coming out, I don't know if that, that argument of it's inconvenient really holds water. I think it is about... You like me? Yeah, I think it's about the fear. I'm, so, I, and I think that's really fascinating. But I, I think to add to that I, a discussion, I think what Neil no, was sort of asking is, on. do you find it, tell me if, you're, tell me if you disagree with me, uh, do you find it uh, an, an act of some, some sort of immorality to stay in the closet when you are, in fact, gay? Is, no. it, is it some kind of moral imperative to come out of the closet? No, I don't tell people to do that shit. You know, the only time I really get irritated, and I talked about this on Real Sports, I don't know if, I can't remember if I made it the air or not, but if you're a closeted public figure, be it an athlete, and, and a celebrity of some sort, a politician, and you are in the media saying horrible things about the LGBT community, if I know you're fucking dudes, I'm going to out you. Uh-huh. That, came, that was on the air. Okay. Well, that I'm was gonna, on the. He basically said, "Like, I'm coming for you. I, that's, if you, if you're, if I know you're gay, and you say any fucking, if you talk sideways at all about the gay community, right? I'm outing you. And right. that is a moral imperative. I understand right. that. Uh, right. I don't think that's a moral imperative. I don't. You think, you, I, not, you think that's wrong? I don't necessarily that's my vigilante. agree with you. That's no, my dark night it's, vigilante. It's, it's vigilante justice. <laughs> I don't. I agree with it on the one hand, and on the other hand, it's like. Damn it, Batman. Let the police handle it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you okay with people calling you Batman? Are you okay with that? I prefer the Dark Knight. <laughs> but That's your handle on, uh, on, on uh, what's the, on Grindr. Um, yeah. Don't act like you didn't know what it was. Like, like that pause <laughs> That's how you guys met. The, uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, the new uh, pause the, uh, where I met actually, you. You know what? He showed up and I was like, dude, you're not 6'5". <laughs> and he was like, would you do my podcast? I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, no, his, his avatar picture. <laughs> Was of Dave Chappelle. You're like you're Neil Brennan. <laughs> um, all right, so you're not Doug Chocolate. That was my. All right, so that's one of the questions. But all right, so I guess I feel like. But you understand that it's a huge. You you were closeted at one point. Um. Yeah. And yeah. did you? So you understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Com- I'm not coming from a place of. You know, not have any compassion for the discussion at all, but I know what the struggle is. And ultimately, the struggle is your own fear. And I tend to have a problem with anyone who, in describing what it's like to be in the closet, not owning the fear. You know, right. putting it all on society. They're homophobic. They say these things. They could fire me. All this stuff, which is true. But what is also true is that you were afraid. Because but you are afraid of society, correct? I mean, it's yeah. still about them. Well, yes it's still no. about the repercussions. Yes and no. I mean, because there's bullshit, too, right? There's this whole discussion, right? Like, athletes are afraid to go out because they may lose endorsements, right? We've heard that discussion a right. lot. Well, there's not a lot of athletes that actually get endorsements. Yeah. You know, so... 
if you're like a mid-level player, you're not in line to get an endorsement. That's just a bullshit right. excuse to help you rationalize right. why you're not going to come. And out. also, no right. one's going to lose an endorsement at this at, at this, this point. particular political point. Was that a, was that in the maybe Chick Fil A? You might lose <laughs> you might Chick Fil A thing. If <laughs> somebody if pointed out. out that uh, that. I might have been in that story that Nike is dying for oh, fucking gay. I bet. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on campus for, what was it, two, three days? Nike campus. The whole symposium was about ending homophobia in sports. In the sneaker community? <laughs> in the, the, the very large sneaker community. And, uh, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say that they're, like, you know, turning over every rock looking for a gay athlete, but certainly they have open arms when that athlete does indeed come out. And let's be, let's be specific about this. This isn't just you know a gay athlete this is a male athlete in one of the top three four sports if you count in hockey this is lebron james really did you just say lebron james the way the way that he moved is there a thing like in their contracts now like if you live in chicago new york or la you get more money and also if you come out there's a coming out bonus (laughs) well i mean this is interesting because because of how rife uh sports is with uh with homophobia and the inability for people to come out it it lends itself to what Neil and I were talking about last night this article. Were you guys on, cuddling when you were? Yeah, talking? we were. I was. I was big spoon, and uh, we were talking about this article in, in Complex. Is that right, Neil? Was it Complex Magazine? Yes. Uh, about Did you read that twenty-five. Things Do you want me to pull that hip-hop? up? Twenty-five sure. things that are true about hip hop that no one will say. And one oh. of one of the interesting ones was one of your favorite rappers is gay, and it led me to this. Uh, I, I clicked to this next thing, which was eleven things that rappers have said that are uh, pro, that are anti-homophobia or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the mo- the one that hit me the most was a um, because i don't know you know for some reason it is a big deal that jay-z came out uh, and uh, and said he changed his stance on gay marriage but to me the most significant one was big pun who to me is like you know what i mean i don't think of him as like an elder statesman like how jay-z is or like Nicki minaj said positive things well of course she did you know that's her listening base no one else big pun was like and it was not in the most you know erudite terms but he was just like if you gay man rep your set Rep your set, be gay, and I just thought, what a that that to me is a significant shift in hip hop. If a dude like Big Pun is essentially saying, you know, it, the question was, uh, do you think any of the ra- any of the rapper would you do a track with a rapper who is gay? Mm-hmm. And the the interviewer was saying that the person he was interviewing that he was asking Big Pun about said, I'm pretty sure I already have done a track with a rapper that is gay. And Big Pun was saying that too. So, you know, it's like the elusive black, uh, the elusive gay rapper, you know right. what I mean? Whoever, whoever that is, <laughs> whoever, is like a mythical is. figure in hip hop. The you next know? one to hit number one is gay. Yeah, right. That's how you, well, the Frank we Ocean thing is the best example of like, he's getting more, I'm sure people are lining up to get him on their record. Not only because he's great, but also it makes them without saying like i'm down with right. gayness i'm i'm not against it right. which is like well that's right. pretty good that's right pretty good. that's a start right. i don't hate gay people but okay. you know frank ocean doesn't necessarily you know label himself as gay or bisexual right. yeah, exactly. he's just like i just love i love i'm a lover i'm a lover i mean that um, the whole thing was about this that dj big c do you know about that uh, mr c mr c is that what i said yeah. i said big, the, big c, said big oh, c. mr c and okay. he was caught doing some yeah yeah yeah. i know that story yeah yeah, yeah. so that that's what all that discussion was about <laughs> oh got it and oh yeah he was he was in a car right yeah yeah, yeah. doing yeah, what see, you're talking see, about sneaking off see, and listen he's doing an eddie murphy good samaritan if you're uh, doing it in the car don't count and, and, you're not gay no 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 and you don't want people to find out don't do it in a car. Right. I mean, it's just, there's just, there's windows. Chances are you're outside, unless you're Mitt Romney and you get in your garage. You're. 
elevator. Yeah, right. you elevate to the oh. living room and get out. Uh, I've, I have a question, which is, do you understand... All right, as a guy who was closeted, mm-hmm. as a guy who understands... Uh, uh, the culture of machismo in, in sports and even just regular guy culture. Right. The idea is, amongst guys, you understand how calling someone queer or a faggot or whatever is insulting. It's insulting. It's almost insulting their... It's like you're not virile. Meaning, all of male... A lot of male interaction is about, like, I'm fertile... <laughs> I'm virile. I can fight you. And it all comes down to like, because when it comes down to it, I'm going to get the most girls to fuck so I can procreate. So when a guy calls another guy gay, you understand that that's, I only, I don't, I'm not going to say it's a legitimate, but I understand there's, it's almost not homophobic. It's almost like calling saying like you have low testosterone (laughs) or like, I think it's more misogynist than anything. I think at the, at the root of it is that homophobia is rooted in misogyny. And what I mean by that is that women, right? It's like if you're sleeping with a dude, then you're behaving like a woman should. And anything that's related to being a woman is less than being a man. And so mm-hmm. the whole idea of tossing those words around is to attack a person's uh, manhood. And they do that by using that word that they equate with being feminine. You know, I go back and forth. I, I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know if it's because I'm old as shit and been out all this time. Or, right. You know, thick skinned or I don't know what it is, but. You know, I don't bristle anymore when I hear those words flying around. I've been in sports too long. You just hear it too often. Right. You know, I'm more involved with trying to figure out what, you know, what the intent is. What are you trying to communicate? And like you were saying, you know what? Does it mean that the person hates gay people? Probably not. But what they aren't connecting are those dots. Right. right. Those dots are where that word came from, why they're using that word, and how that word could be hurtful. It doesn't mean that the person using the word hates gay people. It just means they, they may not necessarily... Are, connecting those dots and I'm more focused in at this point in my life helping those guys connect those dots and I'll tell you a quick story I was playing ball uh, I think it was last week pinball uh, new no there's only one ball oh, yeah. yeah sorry yeah sorry and um you know I was just sitting there talking with the guys and I hadn't been into this particular gym in like a few months and uh this one guy was like, oh, man, you know, you play like a faggot. And he's like, I mean, not a faggot. I mean, like, you know, like you can't ball. <laughs> Sorry, LZ. <laughs> That's hilarious. He was talking to you or somebody no, else? No, no, no. He was talking to someone else. And he looked at me and said, like, Sorry, LZ. That's was hilarious. Like, I was like, dude, you got to apologize to me. I was like, it's, I mean, you know, dude, dude, I'm not here as a, some sort of like, you know, yeah, police. Yeah, but the thing that I always, whenever I see uh, any sort of gay protest about, um, the word faggot or any any like buzzwords i always point out the fact that gay guys call each other marys when they're being extra feminine not, not me. Not no i bet you don't <laughs> but you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, they yeah. do it too but, that's, but like, every group every yeah. group i does agree that. i agree but right. so they're going like hey you can't say you can't insult someone for being less masculine than you by calling them a faggot, but I can insult someone. But they're a not gay insulting guy. each other when they say Mary. Yeah, they are. They're no, going, they're not. I don't in my of... experience, it has no. been like you're acting like a total Mary. You're being, uh, you're being but, bitchy. But you're but being, you know well, you're being not. You guys masculine. should really see his hands move as he's saying. <laughs> it's, it's called very, gay, very homie. Mary. Can I do drops again now? I'm like all yes. of a sudden the Neil most masculine person in the room so now. It's very, very weird. But that's that's the thing is you know that it's about it is that reclamation argument. It's like they can, but you can't. Right. And as I said, every group 
uh, you know, has it, right? I mean, every group, whether it's, you know, African-Americans, whether it's Latinos. I mean, I've, I've been in bars and I've seen Latinos call each other bitch, like, nonstop. As soon as some dude says bitch, be like, who are you talking to? And it's just like, whoa, whoa, yeah. I'm just using your words. Well, you can't use, you don't have the permission to use that word in that context. And so... Right, I, but what they're saying, I always find it hypocritical because it's like, oh, well, you're not against discrimination you're against getting discriminated against meaning you know what i mean like you're mm-hmm. you you just don't like being the victim of it. you don't it's right. like it's like with the vote when the, when when uh black people voted in droves against prop eight mm-hmm. or for prop whatever like basically saying like we're not cool with gay marriage and it's kind of like so you're cool with certain people being free but not other people being for it's just this massive hypocrisy. You, you do know mostly white people voted for that too, though. Oh, and that, <laughs> no, 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 I, I totally agree. It's, I, I remember totally, that shit went down. I was like, going, you guys act like California is run by black people or something. Right. It's yeah. like a fraction of the population of yeah. the state. But <laughs> I, but of course, we're not going to. No, it's more fun to focus on what black people did. But I mean, it, it wasn't particularly in voting for Obama. That was in 08. It's like. It's like right. everyone was like white. Some white people who wouldn't normally vote for a black person vote for a black person, <laughs> but black people who wouldn't normally vote for for but gay Obama. rights kept stayed with it. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, but right. but that really is partially about the idea of whether whether or not a group considers it a civil rights issue, and that and that is like when somebody like Jay Z speaks out, it starts to raise. Con- I mean, this isn't this is every conservative community in the black community I would say is maybe a little more conservative, but than than. You know, I mean, just in my experience, I would say also Christians. I would say every group that is a little bit more m- maybe uh, socially conservative slowly is evol- evolving their position on, on. So I don't think it was it could be boiled down to just right. But the fact that they didn't see it as a human rights issue right. is a problem. Yeah, and it's also a part of the messaging too. I mean, I, th- I think it's important that the LGBT community also takes some responsibility in, in that you know perhaps the way that we were for how wild to- the parades have been. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think that's a podcast for another time. <laughs> um, but the, the the messaging, you know, the way that you communicate with one particular group isn't the same way you would communicate with another. And the, the method of getting your message across isn't always the same. And I think that what we learned, because I was told by some of the insiders, you know, during that time was that none of the pamphlets that they were releasing, none of the literature was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Well, it was sort of like, well, um, which have, literature? The, the like, Prop 8 literature? Yeah. 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 None of it was, was put out in Spanish. And I was like, right. do you not know your demographics? Like, right. you know, so little things like that also yeah. were, were, were hindering the, the progression that they would have liked to have seen. And so uh, I think it was a learning experience for everybody. I'm glad to see that the four states voted the way that they did. Most recently. Yeah, right. Most yeah. Re- and we seem right. to be moving in a much more uh, intelligent you know, right. Yeah. Well, to me, the big the big pun moment of of American politics was when um, Sarah Palin said uh, that she supported civil unions. I thought, well, if she can't, a person this ignorant can't even come out and say what she obviously believes, which is that she's not for any of that. That means that things have shifted to such a degree that it's not politically advantageous at this point to or, say that. Or the other side is is that. She's always been in support of it and said that she wasn't because that was the mantra at yeah. the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, some of the things that we found out from Bush, from his daughters, you know, 
after he got out of the White House, you know, oh, we've had gay friends around all the time. It's like, going, that motherfucker didn't say none of that shit when he was yeah. trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like towing the company line. And and, and what we're discovering well, yeah, is that. But same with Michelle and Barack. It's like, you think they weren't for gay marriage? Well, like, well we know in 95, Barack filled out that survey and just said that he was for marriage equality back in 1995 right. when he was running for state right. rep. And so, you know, he, you know, devolved, revolved, evolved. Right. Well, it evolved, yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel? I got a lot of questions for you. How do you I'm, feel I'm about Barack here. overall? Give him uh-uh. a give him a grade uh, for the for the I give first him a B term. for Barack. <laughs> you actually give <laughs> him a B. Obama. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's been. A, I think he's been a B plus president actually. Given um, given what he had to deal with, uh, the historic proportion in which he had to deal with. And how we came out on the other side in less than four years, I think he's been a very good president. You know, we have a short attention span in this country. We we forget shit. You know, I'm yeah. going to walk out this door and someone say, hey, how did you get to Neil? I was like, I don't even uh-huh. know. You need to ask security yeah. guard. I mean, so yeah. we have a very short attention span. And so we forgot that, you know, before President Obama got in, months leading up to, we were losing 500, 600, 700,000 jobs a month. Yeah. So when yeah. this, so when we roll in and there's like 140 jobs created, we're like going, oh, that ain't shit. He's like going, um, rewind. 700,000 jobs gone a month. Yeah. You know, so. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying recently, though, that like um, my biggest disappointments of my young life were uh, – were New Year's were New Year's Eve 2000, the Star Wars prequels, and day two to the election of Barack Obama, oh, re- the re-election of Barack Obama. Because basically, I think everybody thought, "Oh, cool, we're done now." You know, like we've <laughs> this dude is going to just solve all of the things. It's all just going to work out. Well, straight he told naivete. Us, I mean, he like, told us he would. So you know, to 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 his fault, he he's he's sort of overpromised, which. Every single person yeah. who runs for you know national office does. But right? we believed him for some weird reason, and I think uh, young people, I think, believed him. I mean, th- seeing people dancing in the streets. I mean, part of it was that it was a black man in office. Part of it was that it was anybody but George W. Bush in office. But part of it was like this reinvigorating of the uh, of the like political optimism of mm-hmm. America. And I think that for me anyway, I just feel like at this point, oh, he's a politician. He's just a politician, yeah, like yeah, any other he man. He is a politician, and we can never ever forget that. But keep in mind, you know, the Senate Minority Leader. You know, said in 2010, our primary objective is to make sure President Obama is a one-term president. Right. So if that's your leadership saying his primary focus isn't to get you a job or to, you know, save your house or anything like that, it's to make sure the Negro doesn't get back in the White House. You're going to have some issues. Yeah. Right. I mean, I pointed out white people. They act. Clinton had it equally bad. In terms of all the whitewater stuff, I mean, in terms of like them just uh, assailing him from day one, or or uh, maybe not equally I would, directly, I would say, but, I would say, but I would say, close. I, I would say I don't that, think they filibustered him like they did Obama. You're right, but they did filibuster him a lot. I, I would say that they both had their own separate things to to, to handle. Yeah. Some of Clinton's was self-inflicted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, President Obama, some of his were self-inflicted only because of the rhetoric that he presented. It wasn't necessarily his actions, but the rhetoric. Um, he set himself up, you know, and and no one really fired. knows. 
no one really knows what it's like to be president or all the shit you have to deal with until you actually get the job. Right. I always talk about Gitmo and, you know, the liberals, and I'm not a liberal, by the way. Um, just no, to get, we're going to get to that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, right. The liberals are all like, you know, oh, he didn't close Gitmo. He didn't close Gitmo. And I was like, because they gave him the folder. Shit. Oh, right. You know, right. And in the folder is all the shit that no one else knows about. Yeah. It's like going, this is why we have Gitmo. He's like, oh, shit. Well, we're going to leave yeah. the motherfucker open. The <laughs> and folder. do you feel that way Binder. about with the binder with, uh, with binders full of terrorists well. yeah i feel that way about a lot of things you know we the, the problem with having what we think is a transparent government is that we really we don't have a transparent government what we have are bits and pieces yeah and we think that we have all the information now we can go and just kind of make all these accusations and and and, and, and demands from from office and it's just sort of like going you know there was a time in which the country didn't know the president was in a fucking wheelchair yeah well, that is so. You're not. I read that article that right. you wrote about sort of like leave, uh, get your stop being so nosy. Right. You made the case against transparency in government, correct? I made the case against full transparency in government because I think if you have operatives embedded in dangerous situations, um, I don't want to find out who they are to satisfy some senator right. who's never picked up a fucking gun and gone in Afghanistan or anything like that. I don't I don't want to I don't want it to be politicized. There's certain things and I was I was afraid and I think we're seeing a little bit of that with Benghazi too is that I'm afraid that uh in in a rush to try and score political points, we aren't necessarily doing the best thing for national security. Well, the other argument, yeah, would, like, hey, let's watch how we fucked up. Yeah. Like, we should expose our vulnerabilities. <laughs> right, well, but the right. other, in the in the interest of uh, making Susan Rice not the Secretary of State. Yeah. But the other argument would be that much of the need for secrecy in government is because we're out there doing shit that requires us to be secretive. So if we had a less aggressive and insidious foreign policy, then we would have less need for top secret. Uh, you know, all the you know, a lot of it has to do with us meddling in other countries affairs needlessly i'm not saying every mm-hmm. every bit of it right but a lot of that transparency is there because we've made it necessary it's it's a it's a very very you know tight rope that we're that we're trying to walk because you're absolutely correct we're involved with some really heinous shit you know i remember when president obama when he I did have no apologize. idea what either of you are talking about. <laughs> it's like when you were talking when you guys start talking about basketball that's how i'll feel I, no i'm just fucking like, no i know exactly no, what i'm just saying like wait america's involved in oh, oh, oh shit you remember a couple of years ago are you out of your uh, wait wait what that's why i said growing up in america it's like at a certain point it's like when you're a kid you go did you know dad kept an apartment downtown like america has all kinds of shit and you're like wait a minute that's how i feel about yeah, so not to zoo. not to get off topic but that's how i feel about jews I'm a Jew. That's how I feel about Jews that, uh, just for you, everybody else knows, uh, <laughs> who are so unbelievably knee-jerky oh. knee supportive of Israel. I'm like, do you not think that this is just a government like any other government? You really think this is deemed from on high that because they're Jews, they aren't doing horrible, secretive, <laughs> bullsh- heinous right. bullshit? Can you, how can you wrap your head around They're a government. They're not Dude. just Jews. They're, right. I mean, And they're worse because they're Jews. Let's be frank. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I did you. not say that. Don't Make agree. sure it's known that Negro did not say anything like that. Um, Some of my best lovers were Jewish men. Oh yeah, we're we're very good in bed. I want to I want to talk about the gay stuff, but I also want to talk. Hey, there's so many. We'll come back to it. There's so many areas. But you were saying about the heinous shit that we're involved in. Yeah, I guess my point is when you when is it you so you think it's okay to pick and choose and be like uh, that we can talk about that and who's the who's the arbiter? I, I think it's I think it's okay that. You know that there are breaks to this freight train, and that they are 
used. You know, we we get so caught up with the Fast and the Furious, and I was just like going, okay. The movies? <laughs> They're very good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, we get so caught up in trying to pretend as if we were really digging in for justice when we right. know this program has been running now for like seven, eight years. Yeah. Right? This isn't like some brand new shit Barack came in with. Hey, 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 let's do this shit. I saw this on TV. Yeah. You know, this is something that was already running. We know we had people embedded in Mexico. We know what we were trying to do. So it's like, yeah, let's figure out where we fucked up. Let's get the people who uh, covered it up and didn't give that family what it needed, which was, you know, the closure that's necessary when a loved one passes. But let's not get so wrapped up into trying to make sure that President Obama is not reelected, that we just tell all our fucking secrets. And right. So whoever we got embedded in Mexico is now in fucking danger right. because we're trying to make sure President Obama doesn't get reelected. Right. Or we're trying to make sure you Susan Rice isn't up. Secretary of State. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. I wasn't saying that we need to just like just believe the government is always doing right it's like have some sort of sense about yourself and realize what information is actually necessary to get to the bottom of something and what necess- what information is not necessary but actually is just being pushed for political purposes but, you, it, but you did say that Oliver North took one for the team right he totally I mean took not one that he didn't team. take one for the team he but he totally took one for the team but he also was complicit in it yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, he tried to pretend as if it was all him. And we all know that shit wasn't all him. I heard <laughs> well, how do you decide as a sports writer? Because there's tons of shit being a sports writer that you're privy to in terms of t- players and this guy's mm-hmm. fucking this guy's wife. And that, like, that, that you just – are you more apt? I guess – you know what's interesting is mm-hmm. do you think being gay makes you respect people's privacy a little bit more? No, 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 no. I, you know, and, and you know, it's not just you, but I, I just hate this whole notion of you know because you're gay, blah, blah, blah. Of course. The, the only thing that about being it's because gay you're black. It's because Go you're ahead. you're freaking attracted to the same gender. Yeah, After right. that, oh, you know, it could. That's it. That's right. the only unifier. Everything else is different. Uh, I just choose to respect people's privacy because, I mean, shit. It's it's privacy. You no, know, yeah, it's, yeah, but you I, do. I, I mean, you do all like house music though. We can say that at least that. All gay men oh. like house music. What's house music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from oh. Detroit, dude. We we gave you that stuff. I know. Man. Hey, th- and we, we thank birthed you. it. Um, all right. I guess the. Do you think that the admission that Barack is just a politician is racial progress? Um, Meaning that he can be average. Yes, it is. Like, oh yeah, he's just another. So now it's eat. This is Dr. King's dream. We're judging him by. Uh, the the not a skin. It's just like, oh, you're just a piece of shit politician. Except except that the much of the the rhetoric around Barack Obama is he's an atheist, a Muslim. He's both. He's a socialist. He's a you know a foreigner. He's, he's lazy. A, what's that? He's lazy. I mean, so he's there is some. It's uh, not. Has he gotten that? Oh, he's gotten that a lot. Actually. Well, you, do you remember before 9/11 when they used to brag about how George Bush took naps? Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. They would do that. They would literally. The White House would release like, you know, he naps. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> and then after 9/11, they never showed it again. It's like, well, you think he stopped napping? <laughs> no, he fucking still naps. Y'all wake me up when y'all got that rubble clear. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, that was Clinton. That wasn't W. Shit. Sorry. Fuck. You're all right, man. No, what do you, I'm not a do comedian. You, do, you think that is, do you think that is progress, though? Um, I think there is that we're definitely working towards progress. Yes, for sure. When you, you, we can begin to criticize him based upon his policies, it's just the fashion in which he's being criticized, the language that's being used, the dog whistle, the code words. Right. Those are still racially laced. Um, 
I think the the true sign of racial progress, I think, is when black people can look at President Obama uh-huh. and start criticizing his policies. Right. Um, that's Nicki, when Nicki you, Minaj is the true sign of progress. Yes, that's she was fucking around. But I think, yes. well, Alan. Uh, uh, What's the Cornell West? Cornell, well, Cor- and of course West he Habits. did. Well, they, Cornell West was, re- was ready to criticize him before he was elected. I mean, no, Cornell they, West they is an, no, a, no, no, a no. pink campaign for him eleven no, times. No, no, I'm just he, saying that Cornell West is is an anti-government. Uh, well, and you know what you I mean. Know, he's mad too. Because, you know, he thought Obama was going to like roll them all up in the White House, maybe make him Secretary of the World or something. I don't secretary know. of Public Speaking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, secretary of SCAR. If, you, if you're not, uh, <laughs> if you don't consider yourself a liberal, what do you, I mean, do you, do you, do you like, are you part of an, uh, a political party at all or are you just sort of like no, independent? No, I'm, I'm an independent. I've, this past election, I voted Green Party, Queer. Libertarian, not that party, <laughs> Republican and Democrats. Do you believe are. that everyone should True. be able to vote? No. Who shouldn't? Okay. I think we should all, and I wrote about this like two years ago, I think we should all be required to take a test. I agree. I don't agree. Go. No, 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 no. I just think because it comes back to your question about who's the arbiter of secrecy, who's the arbiter of appropriate to vote? It's like I don't trust the government. Informed to dis- people. But who are they? People that uh, can can study what would the test and learn be, and know stuff. It's just you know like, who, like who, a political I pr- test. I don't like, believe it. No, no, you, no, no. You, I propose it was just a naturalization test for citizenship. Let's just start there. Uh, by the way, some of us couldn't pass the naturalization test. Exactly. Then you can't vote. Then you can't yeah, vote. I'm good, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. That, if you don't know how many freaking states there are, I don't want you voting. But that's. I'm, I'm just saying. Who? <laughs> why are you the arbiter? Not you, but you and know. He likes change, so he can vote for Obama. But it's the thing is, I don't trust the intelligentsia to decide who is. I, but I don't, he's not saying the intelligentsia. No, he's yeah, somebody's going to make qualify. The, somebody's going to make the criteria to qualify. I don't trust the makers of any criteria because I look. But what the, we, but I look at what the government qualification already. But I look it's at the Constitution, and I don't like what the government's doing already. So to but further without, that, but without the government, what are you voting for? What I'm, I'm not saying I want the government out. I'm, Northern California. I'm saying that I'm saying that uh, that I love Northern California. I'm saying that I don't I don't trust. I don't trust the uh, the government or the smart people of the world to decide what is an appropriate thing that will make you. For example, mm-hmm. uh, I, they don't let convicts vote. I think that's stupid. No, uh, that, that doesn't make sense oh, to me. Right. What, what are we so afraid of? What? what? You know, co- convicted felons can't vote. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like trying. I'm trying to figure out like why you are oh, what the, about that. What my point is? I just don't. <laughs> what I don't the fuck. I don't. Why does that take away your right to vote? Why does you trying to kill people or maybe successfully killing people should take away your right to vote? Right. Why? Because um, that's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. A, you'll get like, no argument. Like, you'll a, get no argument. Like, you lose your it's ability to contribute. It's just like, all right, fuck you, man. Like, if you're doing I, felonies, then you right ain't there. electing shit. So like, it's be taken, no like, doubt. it will be taken away. So we start with, I mean, this is very, uh, we start with a prison industrial complex, which is uh, giving out felonies like the, the you know, the next, uh, the, like the thing if to do. If and you're then, afraid of it's being used as a form of voter suppression, we can have that conversation. But if you've been convicted of murdering eight people and you're bitching because you can't vote in the 2012 election. I don't really want to hear what you have to say because you killed eight people. I think, but I think that's well, a, maybe there's a cutoff, like yeah. murderers, like, no. sure. but like right, some but guy, felon. like a, a non-violent, felon. non-violent, non-violent. If you felony, robbed a bank, if you're a convicted felon, you cannot vote. And right. you're done. And it's like to me that doesn't to me that doesn't that doesn't fit into my what I see as what what I, I, it doesn't work for me. You wouldn't go to like a, a person who does know anything about cars and say fix my ride. 
But you would go to a person who knows nothing about the country they're in and saying, hey, you make a decision on who's the best person to run something you know absolutely nothing about. Right. There's an inconsistency there. And I think that at the very least, I'm not saying you need to be able to tell me one proposal from the next. I'm not saying you need to tell me uh, who were the last five vice president candidates or anything. I don't need anything like that. But shit, dude, at least know, you know, the branches of government. You know, at least know, you know, yeah. at least know, seriously, like how many states there are. Like, at least know, like, the basic things. So, so when, when, black, how you know this shit? When black people were emancipated, mm-hmm. none of them could have voted. This is 2012, dude. Well, I'm just saying, this is, oh, right. This well, is no, 2012. he's saying any opinion you have has to go back to no, 1800. I'm not saying, I'm obviously <laughs> not saying that. I'm saying that the, for, there's a couple different things I'm saying. First okay. of all, I don't trust a tyrannical government, which you've already said that there are parts of the government that are straight up tyrannical. I don't, I don't trust them to make a voter. There's it, dinosaurs a, in the government? But what if, uh, what if a fucking, can, what if a... Uh, uh, the UN made the. Who do you trust? You don't trust anybody. So what you'd rather? No, is, I do not have, trust. You'd rather you. You think you if you of uninformed people then then have then have a governmental system uh, a select who can vote and eventually what you won't get is a you won't get better candidates. You'll have self. You'll have selected candidates. So these tests will start to well, we move you. We already selected. have self-selected and and basically <laughs> what's happening is happening is intelligent people who run networks and newspapers. Are pre- and also uh, Republican and Democratic uh, nominating committees. They just manipulate fucking idiots. Yeah, they well, manipulate. Well, people what's going to stop them from manipulating that test that they got to take, though? I that's think that's exactly what Moshe's saying. saying. Well, who's manipulating the test now? Because we're well, there's no test, test now, yes, right? But at least, test. but at least there's. I'm a, saying the U.S. citizenship test. We are already administering to it. We're requiring this test of people who want to be an American to know this basic information. Mm-hmm. We're saying you can't be an American unless you can pass this test. We're already administering that test. Yeah, so you, you believe that the so test is corrupt because you weren't that? involved with it, Moshe. You weren't involved with I don't creating think I'm, test. I don't think I'm capable of creating the test either. I'm but against somebody, the idea. Are you against I'm against the, the idea of having a naturalization test. No, and I don't think they're equivalent. I think that they're not. You're conflating things that aren't the same. What, what, what do you mean? I don't think that a naturalization test is the same thing as the, as a right to vote as a, a are you smart enough to vote test? But because we're saying why not make that the standard? I don't I think didn't that say smart. I said informed. Well, you said smart. Okay, but informed. Informed is, is intelligent. Is different. Whatever yeah. you want to say. You know, I, I just don't trust uh, the government to decide what is informed. I just don't. I don't trust that. Uh, what I would what, be. What, 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 I, what, I, what, what I would. What I would be. Trust the naturalization test. Then. I don't. I don't saying. think. I have no opinion on the naturalization test. But I don't you just think. Said, I, you no, just you're trying to trap me in an argument that doesn't exist. I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're the same. I think they're. I think they're apples and oranges. I said. Everyone should be required to take this test before they vote. Yes. The same test. I understand. That's already being administered right now. Right. So you're saying that this test that we're already administering is not a fair test. I'm, I, no, no, no. There, the test that we're administering right now is a test for naturalization into this country. I don't have an opinion on that. Which also allows you to vote, by the way. Right. But, right. It, but it, that's not its primary function. Its right. primary function is to, uh, to, to make sure that the person that is attempting to get citizenship in this country is qualified for citizenship. Now, do I trust the, that test? I have no idea because I've never, I've never looked at it. it would, I, would I say it's, be, it's, pa- it, 
it's beyond the government to make that test, uh, you know, select in certain ways that I probably would be uncomfortable with? Probably not. Uh, probably they would, but I'm, that's not the issue. This is a separate issue, which is about whether or not you are informed enough to vote. I, I have I, an idea for this uh, voting thing. They solve both things. Yes. Instead of... Uh, you you have to write in your candidate's name. It won't it won't have a multiple choice. Okay. So you have to at least know their name and how to spell it. <laughs> so if you can do all that. We you can, can come vote. together on that. That no, would be. No, actually, I believe actually, that would kind of kill actually, two birds right would, there. That would be. That would throw a lot of votes out. To me, any time I wouldn't do that. To me, to me, any time that I wouldn't do that. Oh, so you don't have to be able to write, but you have to be able to. Emotion would say that. Yeah, you don't have to be literate. No, to me, I don't need you to be literate. Emotion doesn't trust the people that are teaching spelling. Go ahead. I don't understand that joke. <laughs> to me, anytime the, the people are talking about making it more difficult to vote, what to me they're talking about is making it more difficult for people uh, who are poor, who are of color, uh, who are... Uh, there are it, dumb rich people. There are, but there are more dumb poor people. How do you know? Have you done a count? No, but I've been poor. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is straight up. You have more opportunity for higher and, and better Absolutely. education when I'm, you have I'm, money I'm than joking. when you don't. Right. No, I know you I'm, are. I'm, I'm totally joking but, with this. But my, my problem is, is that what we're doing now in terms of electing officials is not intelligent dialogue. It's getting dumber yeah. and no, I dumber agree. and I agree. dumber. Yeah. So if the very least we shake the voter base and say, hey... Find some shit out. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or we're not going to listen right. to you. I, I, I just, it's the same thing. You know what? It's the same thing as requiring uh, you to live in a district that you're voting in. To me, it's the same thing. That there just needs to be a basic minimum requirement in order to make sure there's not total chaos in this process. Right. No, and I and I hear what both of you are saying. I agree with the underlying causes that would make you have the opinion that you do. I'm just saying that I don't wouldn't I wouldn't make that sacrifice trusting that it would make things better. It doesn't seem to me that it would make things better. I guess it basically comes down to the fact that I think that voting is a civil right and you guys maybe don't. It's no 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 no. It's your constitutional right to be able to vote. I just think there needs to be you know when the forefathers wrote the constitution they wasn't letting everybody vote no doubt but fuck, but also fuck <laughs> right. the forefathers i give a fuck about them there were some old Again, that was not the negro <laughs> no but i'm with that. i'm with the, i always think that the that they give way too much credit to the forefathers. me too it's like you can't just say the forefathers said like it's they also said come here boy to their slaves yeah, exactly. you know what i mean like, like i don't listen to my real father so the forefathers <laughs> yeah. to me are just like i don't give a shot listen i'm not gonna dog the forefathers they're like you know, it's your right dead. To. You know, yeah. I respect the dead. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I spend a lot of time in D.C. and one of the things I like to do is spend time in the the, the parks and and read. Oh, I know about the parks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. back to that gay shit. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. You go. <laughs> you, know, you know a lot of grinder shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit I... Visit George Michael if you know what I mean. <laughs> My God, it gets better. <laughs> Hey, too soon, too soon, too soon. Um, and I just love reading, uh, especially like in the Jefferson Memorial, um, the wisdom, and the foresight, the things that we are dealing with right now. You talked about centuries ago, and it's just sort of like, you know, I, I, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Like, they, it's not like they're above reproach, but, uh, you know, if you go back and read some of their, their writings and, and the thoughts that they had for this country, I think. Uh, no, they were brilliant. I'm not saying they weren't yeah, brilliant. Yeah, they, 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 they were remarkable. They were remarkable political minds. I just don't think that they should be worshipped as infallible. Exactly. And here's what I guess what I'm saying is if you, it, it, so you guys are intelligent, in, informed people, and you guys decide <laughs> we're going to. 
work. Thank work, you. Work, I don't work. know. I don't know how you came to that. Bro. I don't know what you're I judging. Always on. That's what my grinder. I, I'm kind of <laughs> <is>. Boring. <laughs> you smoke me a pipe, and uh, and I mean a pipe. I don't mean you're the only gay man on grinder not able to get laid. Like, <laughs> okay. So, but what I'm saying is like, so smart, intelligent people uh-huh. begin to select. Okay, here's our new selection process. We're going to we're going to close the aperture a bit and allow only the people that we have deemed according to the criteria that we have deemed smart enough to vote or informed enough to vote to vote boom now the the voting uh, the voting pool goes zoop, and it goes down and, you know 100 100 but it will and we know it that it will have to. so then 100 years goes by during in that po- political paradigm and those people decide you know we're going to just we're we're still unsatisfied with the with the with the criteria because we, we'd like to be really informed zoop, it goes down again and then eventually what you get to is you get to fascism you get to people uh, going to get one, us in a logic trap there's Classic. one man well no it's the old slippery slope argument there's one man well but it's not like oh blah 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 it's like that happened this happened in history now i am a jew so perhaps i'm a bit uh more paranoid about like so a test is a gateway drug to fascism okay i think a test to take away (laughs) civil rights from people that you've deemed not smart enough to have them is in fact informed Informed. enough to have them is in fact a slippery slope i'd rather have a standard than none i would rather not yeah, and I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing. I guess we're gonna have to agree to disagree. We're gonna Indeed. disagree, and we're just gonna have to say that Moshe. Can we vote on it. This was a Moshe. No. Hold on, there's an insult coming, test. guys. Moshe there's an insult coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's an insult coming. Moshe was wrong. <laughs> oh, too bad. You got that. <laughs> Yeah, I got no, it. No, no. Who I, do you? I, can, I love your passion. I love your passion for fighting for for the little guy, and I fight for the little guy too. But I want by, little, you mean the Jews, correct? By the little guy. <laughs> Hi, it's I me. Just, I just want you to fucking know fifty states, dude. Is that yeah. really too yeah. hard to ask? No, if you have to know fifty states, then you'll have to know fifty-one, and the next thing you know, you're getting put in oven. <laughs> Who do you think is an overrated comedian? Uh, Neil uh, Brennan. Neil Brennan in sports. <laughs> In sport, their legacy is overrated. Oh, that's a good question. Wow. I've been thinking. Uh, Bill Walton. <laughs> that's funny. That How is, come? isn't he like a sacred cow? That's what's nice that's about that. Yeah, I like this. I mean, it's part of part in my opinion. Did you read Breaks of the Game, the David Halberstam book? No. About it's the it's the Hell best. Nah. David Halberstam's an unbelievable writer. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and he wrote. He traveled with the Portland Trailblazers. In 1979. Okay. And it's the best sport. Bill Simmons always talks about it as the best sports book. Uh, but I would recommend everyone read it. And also, I would recommend you read it as a sports writer. But Can, uh, can I just ask, who's this guy that you're saying is? Bill under- Walton. Bill Walton. And what, what was he? He played for UCLA. He was a center. He was a... Basketball. 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 Ball player. Okay. Yeah. Ball. Just for the Thank layman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Baller. If okay. You will. I, uh, uh, for, for me, it's about longevity. Right. Um... He was a, he was arguably you know the greatest if not one of the greatest you know collegiate players of all time no doubt about it he had a great couple of years as a pro with Portland right series of injuries derailed his career yes really really sad because he could have could have had incredible numbers I mean yeah. the things that he can do in the court no one else with maybe the exception of Kareem Abdul Jabbar uh, could do um, but he didn't get a chance to do that right. And all we have are the numbers that he has, and I think there's there's this tendency uh, to uh, inflate his legacy when in fact he didn't really have a lot of time. Yeah, but he only played like three and a half seasons, right? Or something like <laughs> to, to the like amount really, of game. Um, to really string together a, a, a legacy. So that's the reason why I think he's already not that he wasn't a talented player. It was just that part of being a great player, an all-time great, is actually 
sustaining a high level for a long period of time, and he just didn't do that. And who do you think is an overrated uh, polit- political legend? Boy, overrated political legend. Thank you. Neil just patted me on <laughs> the shoulder. Mojo looked at me like, that was a good one, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Good game. Yeah. Oh, boy. You took away the pat on the shoulder when you made fun of me about <laughs> no, it immediately of afterwards. Wow. I'm not going to leave that out. Boy, I got to really think about that. I mean, the first person that came to mind was Reagan. Yeah, um, for sure. I, but only because. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's but, a there's but, a, there's but, a liberal counterpart. Yeah, because I grew because. up I grew up with Reagan as the enemy because we I am this card carrying right. white liberal and to hear everybody lauding him as a, like a canonized saint, I'm like I'm still like baffled by it. Yeah, I mean, only it's it's not that he didn't have you know an awesome presidency. It's just that the level in which you know Republicans tend to adore him makes it seem as if he did you know just he never did anything wrong. And there's this hype behind him, and I guess they need to have that hype because you know after his presidency, the they've had 12 years of Bush, and and they don't even want to t- say his name in public. Yeah. Um. So I guess they have to lionize uh, Reagan. Um. But I don't I don't want to say he was overrated because he was a good president for the most part. But it's just the amount of attention and love that's thrown and you, you say that as a gay black man that yeah, yeah, Ronald I mean, Reagan was a great president yeah he fucked up a lot of shit right. get it, but every president does and every president will I mean that's just part right. of the job but I think when you look at his foreign policy I think when you look at um, the the way you know the way that I talk about what President Obama had to deal with when he got into office you know, Reagan had to deal with that shit, too, because Carter was a fuck-up. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he came into a White House that had, you know, a, you know, incredibly high unemployment rate. I mean, we're talking about hostages being held in Iran. We're talking about, uh, you know, there, there's no gas, right? Like, we're rationing gas. Right. So, I mean, this is what Reagan was coming into. You know, your guys are going to just beat me up for hypocrisy here but what i would be more interested in than uh, a litmus test for voting would be a litmus test for running for more restrictions on who can run for president oh i would agree with that that won't lead to to any sort of controlled no i, I mean i recognize that i recognize the hypocrisy in what i'm saying but i just i think no, you're talking you're recognizing the dark side come my friend i like the dark side <laughs> uh no but the thing is like I, I like reagan is a great example of a guy who was a political dynamo but not a political genius. You know what I mean? He, right. What he was was he was an actor and a great an actor. actor. He was a great actor and he, he, you know, he was able to communicate the message in a way that people liked and loved and, and remember he... But, you know, to be, to be fair, he was an actor but he also wasn't an idiot. No doubt. And I'm not even... I'm not saying he was but I heard, did hear on NPR recently like the idea that there's no way in hell George Washington would have been able to be elected president today. None like it just people, you, couldn't have dude, happened. listen to fucking Truman talk and you go, this guy talks he wouldn't he wouldn't have made it out of a out of a primary right like and just they're so based on speaking voice exactly alone. so right. with the advent of TV and radio what has happened is political candidates have become more uh, they've become much better at running for office and less uh, less informed on how to run government mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I mean I, I would agree with that I and mean, I think we're seeing the repercussions of that now you know I, I happen to think that Mitch McConnell is a, a really really bad politician. He keeps getting reelected. Which one is he? Uh, he's the minority. Uh, he's the one leader. who looks like 
He looks like a bag of ham. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag of ham? Bag of ham McDonald? Do you feel like minority Senate leaders shouldn't have a right to vote? Do you believe that no one should be elected? The okay, my the I guess my other question is: Am I the only black guy here? Are you the only black? Guy? <laughs> yeah. You've, you're, no, we oh, we only have black guests. I don't we know only have black guests, that. and here's the thing: the reason we only have black guests, and and because you're a politico, uh, Wait, maybe you we see should. You had Jose Canseco in here. Well, yeah, and we had look, Jose we cheat once in a while. A couple Asians. Did you make him like an honorary Negro? <laughs> yeah, no. we can do that. But but <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good up. He said but, he, he regretted writing the book. Did he? Really? He regretted outing everybody. Something to think about as a guy who wants to out people. Uh, I'm not afraid of being bad. Just read my do book. You, all right, and where do you where do you fall on uh, this? This goes back to what we originally talked about. Guys, uh, does do 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 you believe the athletes have uh, the imperative? Is it is it behold? Are they role models? Do they do? Does LeBron? Does Michael Jordan need to be more political, uh, more activist? I'm. I go back and forth. They don't need to do shit. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, this this whole idea that they owe you know, right. somebody anything is just totally. Uh, it, it's just we just aren't there anymore. Yeah, you know. I agree. So, so so the conversation just needs to be more about what can we do to encourage. A good citizenship with everyone and not just hone in on people who we think are rich or famous and blah right. blah, blah blah because at the end of the day we're all role models someone's yeah. looking at us what can we do to achieve meadow world peace <laughs> <laughs> that's the question just, we all have to know, ask ourselves i'm not sure i used to do a lot more writing where it's like oh you know you should be doing this this person should be doing that and i'll i still you know will write ideas you know and hopefully you know somebody will read them and say hey that is a good idea maybe I will try that, but I just try to spend more time now, you know, giving of myself and my community and hopefully being a role model for people, you know, as, as opposed to requiring other people to be the role model. Or just doing it because it's the, like, the right thing to do. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, I just, I, I, again, I don't need LeBron James. I don't require him to do shit. If right. he wants to do something, that's fantastic. And he's been doing a lot of things and I think it's great. Yeah. But if he didn't do shit... I wouldn't hate him for it. You know, I right. wouldn't think he was less for it. Um, do you do you find that your identity is a pain sometimes? Meaning, hey, you're black. Hey, you're getting like the thing I always say about hanging out when people are like people literally say to me like, "How do you have so many black friends?" <laughs> literally, like, if you want to get racist about it. Um, and uh, <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, I was well, noticing all the black people downstairs. And I was like, going, "Who are you guys here to see?" I said, "Yeah, Neil." Yeah, there's yeah, a, line. a whole line of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Everywhere he goes, well, the, it's like that. One of the things is don't remind people that they're black. <laughs> Just don't bring it up. But as a journalist, it's like when does branding become a hassle? You know what I mean? Like you are the gay. Like they'll bring you in for gay issues they or black in for issues. issues, right? Right. Does it bother you, or are you into you like this is who I am? And I go back and forth with it. I really do. You know, before uh, I joined you guys, I was on a radio show. Uh, you know, back an hour or so ago, and we talked about uh, black coaches in the in the NCAA. And honestly, I wanted to talk about something else. You know, I was like on. I actually wanted to talk about the Lakers and what they were going through. But the, you know, he wanted to talk about that, which is fine. You know, I, I get it. You know, you got a black guy, and you know, people think I'm thoughtful. 
and it's kind of a complicated, you know, which I don't matter. get. Go ahead. Me, me either. I don't right? get it. I personally it's, it's haven't, seen it. For me haven't seen it today. It's working for I me. I think now. you know who's thoughtful. This one motion. Well, look, you passed <laughs> the you passed the litmus test to get onto the champs. <laughs> we we have we too have a test. No, it's like course, a voter which test. Which is why it's black. It's gotta be black. Paper bag. It's a paper bag test. Just don't let the heat start, or else the sweat will start pouring. All the paint wear off. Uh, yeah, but off. do you find it to be like uh, uh, has? It's like a quest level was on, and he was talking about you know. It's like black people never get to be a three. We have to be a five or a one. And meanwhile, and then Moshe pointed out that he had a uh, a Afro pick in his hair with a black power <laughs> fist. And it's like, well, which is it? Do you want to be known as a black guy, or do you like you kind of can't have it both ways? Like, is it your identity, or I guess it's like anything where you just like, you know, as I said, I go back and forth as as my job. I mean, I do go through you know days in which I totally don't think about my race at all. And those are really, really nice days. Right. You know, uh, then there are days in which I might find myself in a, an environment in which I'm constantly reminded of my race. And, you know, those aren't, aren't as nice sometimes. Sometimes there are, you know, but some, most of the time they're not. But there are, the thing is that people don't bring up is like there are days where you are reminded of your race and it's nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, know oh, this oh, is like, cool. oh, you're talking for, about for every, yeah, every day for white for people. Yeah. Every day for well, yeah, white for people. You know, like, like if I'm, uh, let's see, where we was it? Oh, like I was in, I was in, we went to go see the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Knicks right. a couple nights ago. And then afterwards, we went to like this little dive bar in the basement. They were playing hip hop. And I was looking around, I was like going, oh, shit, I'm in Grand Rapids. I don't get this shit. This is good. It's just nice to be around. And it wasn't all black, but it was just nice to be around like the hip hop culture that right. I remember oh, yeah. growing up. And in. you get the black eye nod too when you're walking down the street. Do you know how mad it makes? makes us when we're walking with a black friend and they get the black guy nod when another black guy walks by him. It's so sad because we don't want some it. bad news for you. I get it. You get it maybe get the if they guys. recognize no, no, no. you. They all recognize you. Oh, every black guy? Uh, they all recognize Every. The that black I guy nod God, is so jealousy inspiring. There's a black guy nod? I can't nod? tell you. Yeah, you don't know about the black guy nod? No. It's the best. It's like when... Yes? I'm not giving you the black guy. Okay. Guy nod. So the black guy nod <laughs> is the black guy nod it when two stranger black people are I walking understand, around the street I think I understand what towards one yeah, another. I can imagine they will often is. nod at one another as if to say, Hello, black guy here too. I get it. I understand your struggle, this brother. Struggle. I recognize I what you're going through. Yeah. It's like when I used to ride a motorcycle. There's a there's a motorcycle rider. I used to get that wave. too. I, I I ride my bike around. I get the 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 bike the bike, bike guy wave. the bike yeah. guy nod. I you just gotta get something. You're gonna get the wave. nod. You can't just be yeah. a regular white guy. You're That's not gonna right. get. In the yes. same way, though, what's cool is you do have. It's it's good that you are. Like I feel like you're having a pretty rich life. I feel blessed. Like you're having a lot of experience. I you ever have the experience where like. You know that song "I'm Every Woman." Oh yes, the slightest you, of course you do. Slightest idea what you're talking about. It's at the uh, end of when the bar is closing down. The gay bar is closing down. <laughs> what are gay bars? <laughs> uh, you call you would just call them bars. Now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to um, clarify. No, no, but like I feel like by the time I die, I will have been every type of guy. If that makes sense, like okay. where I'm like now I am a guy with a dog, like I'm, I'm like sure. things that I would see, I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm a guy with a dog now, like things that I didn't understand. What I feel like you're not like Zelig, but you're doing like a lot of different, like like you were a straight guy, and did you have <laughs> inklings that you were gay? Did you always know, or he's, what did he's it pointing evolve? at me now, ladies and gentlemen? Of course, <laughs> that question is very, very with a lift. I have no problem with pointing. I just like, don't schmuck. point at me. It's like, why not? I'm trying to fucking he's point like, at hey, you. Hey, why not? I'm trying to I'm point, point at, at you. you. That's his counter argument. Uh, don't point at me, but I'm trying to point at you. <laughs> okay, well then, right, point away. See why that's disrespectful. Good point. Good point. Never have. I've never found that disrespectful. Going full on Neo here. Um, 
This from the man that called uh, a guest chunky within five minutes of the yeah. beginning. Nicole Richie. <laughs> she was chunky. She used was to be she pregnant? No, no, she used to be <laughs> no, no, chunky. No. We have to change this up. Oh, we can edit it out. Amir texted me today. He's like, you called Bill Cosby uppity? And I was like, I, I called him smug and superior. Uh, I don't I don't like Bill Cosby. Anyhow, uh, so you you uh, so you've had oh yeah so what all right, I I guess my final question is when you came out what was the how did your life change you said there's a lot of fear what uh, were you surprised by and what were you sort of uh, upset by and was it like oh still the grass is still green and the is, was it yeah take uh, us through your coming out let's see well, yeah, I really don't remember it so long ago it wasn't it wasn't um, a one moment thing it was kind of like a over years how old were you when the I think by the time I started, I, well, I was really young when I recognized that I was attracted to the same gender. Were you ever attracted to, like, were you attracted to your wife? Yeah. So well, you, it's hot. I mean, but she's attractive. Oh, I can't marry a hot woman because I'm gay? No, I mean, no, you, you literally no, fact, specifically can marry a hot woman because you're gay. Yeah, yeah, you have to, like, yeah. amp it up because you're barely attracted to women to begin with, so she's got to be super hot. What, are you going to grow? Are you going to grow a beard that's stringy and raggly? No, you're going to get a big, beautiful beard. Yeah. Wait a second, back up. Are you married to a beautiful woman? He was, was married to a beautiful woman. I was woman. married to a beautiful woman. Oh, okay. But, I mean, were you a married to a hot dude? Oh, you're married? He's got a wedding ring on. I mean, I don't know. As I don't. Close as, we, as close as we are allowed to in Michigan right now. Okay. But I'm in a committed relationship. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so you don't... What was it like? Okay, yeah. All right, so there was never... You realized... So at certain points you were bisexual or you were just straight or it was more amorphous. You know, I, I'm, I'm like Frank Ocean. Right. You just love. I was just loving it. No. Except the uh, stupid masses. <laughs> <laughs> um, by my record. Um... He did not do it for the record. But you think he did? I was curious. Uh, <laughs> but why? Do you think he did? Because do you think that sells no, records? No, I mean, no, no. By the I, way, I, that I, record is so fucking yeah, bananas good. good. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Please. Oh, go, I love to lick no? your creamy center. No. Oh, you like to be mysterious. You want to keep it a mystery? Or it's not, you don't want to be so literal about it. No, he's saying he doesn't like the Frank Ocean record is what he's oh, saying. I, 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 I didn't say I didn't like it. I, I don't like Bill Cosby. I get I, it. I, I just said that, you know, it's just some, um, I thought it was good. But you didn't think it was bananas. If he, if he, if it had it, just been like was another like record, flipping over some shit, right. bananas. You know, oh my god, I'm running in front of a bus, kind of. Right. You know, I, I, what record is like that for you? I was just thinking that. I don't think the the last time I wanted to run in front of a bus <laughs> was it when you heard the Champs theme song. That, was close. I, that would have been a taxi. That's when I wanted to run in front of a bus. Like like that would have been a Prius taxi. <laughs> um, Maybe the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, that's a phenomenal. No, dude, that's album. a bus runner. No, I that's would put that on there. Album. That's a vault My runner. My favorite Thank part of that record, by the way, is the interludes with the little interludes. kids. It's the best part. The album is so part. unbelievable. It's uh, she, she might, her career might also be in the list of biggest disappointments. Oh, she's the Will Walton of hip hop. Yeah. What is your like a, a great album by a white person that you would? Did, did she just separate by race? Why? Why did you? I ask love that? the question. Honestly, I'm sorry. I, I, just, I guess I like it, yeah, but I, I want to know actually. where it's coming from. Go what, ahead. My question? Yeah. I think. Well, because you guys are always all talk about R and B artists, and I'm just curious. Like, maybe is there anyone that you would run in front of a bus for that's white? Uh, music besides my party, can I guess? You know, besides the man I love, I'm, oh, not, I'm not insinuating that oh, he's white. Oh, oh, he's damn, he wasn't ready uh, for that shit. Wait, he made an album. Podcast. <laughs> wait, your partner made an album. 
Who my is partner's it? white. My partner's <laughs> white. I know. I know. Can I, I guess? Whatever. You grew up in a black neighborhood. I would say, um, let me guess white albums that made you run in front of a bus. This is a great game. Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction? Uh, not run in front of a bus, but that was some good quite, shit. Quite good. Yeah. That was quite good. Uh, That's a very interesting guess. For, uh, you, you grew up in a black neighborhood. I'm going to go with Appetite for no, Destruction. No, no, no. Me, the I'm anthem white, no. of the ghetto. Me and, my, me and my boys used to rock Appetite for Destruction. It's a great t-shirts. album. No, it's that's what I mean. Like, yeah. just shit that would transcend uh, Nevermind, Nirvana. No. Come God, on. No. I thought they were so freaking overrated. Oh, that's like, funny. I was like, he's like going, what? Dude, I do not care Dude, at all. I, I, was like, I do not like you. No, um, I thought Pink's Funhouse actually should have been nominated for a Grammy of the, uh, for a record of the year. I thought her that CD was pink is good. Completely, she's um, not white. She's pink. That's true. Fair oh, enough. Okay. We're all pink on the inside. Is what? What? What are your thoughts on Detroit as a person that grew up there and what it's become now? What do you? What are your thoughts on Detroit? Um, Detroit's awesome. You know, it's it's had this hard hard time, obviously, and it's still trying to pull its way through. But there's a spirit in the city that's uh, is the spirit of the country, and I think that Detroit embodies it. You know, we're very very hard workers. Um, you know, my folks migrated up like many you know African Americans from the South out for the good paying jobs, and that that hard work mentality is still there. That's what made you know some of the things Mitt Romney said so offensive. Uh, was that if you really spent any time in Detroit, you would have never said those things because you would have actually have met the people and you would have seen hardworking uh, Midwesterners. It was clear to me that he hadn't spent much time in Detroit and that he was just going based upon, I don't know, episodes of Good Times or something. But he really wasn't. <laughs> Which didn't even upon. take place in Detroit. It took place right? in Chicago. But still. So. Because, I mean, like my stepfather, who I hated, by the way, let's get that clear, but the man I respected worked 60 to 70 hours a week. You know, because we were barely, you know, keeping keeping food on the table, and he was working that hard, and I respected that. My mom the same, and so many of my neighbors were the same way. So, for to listen to Romney speak about uh, that section of people who happen to be Obama supporters, as if we were just all looking for handouts, was just uh, very disturbing. And if you spent any significant time in Detroit, what the one thing you would see is a is a spirit there of hardworking individuals. What do you think is the future of Detroit? Honestly, not just like Robo platitudes. I think, I think. Um, you know, I, I have to be. I have to be it up friends with. Um, Let me give you a pat on the back. Thank you very Cup. much. A hot one. <laughs> I, I happen to be friends with uh, people who are on the city council, and you know, people in the mayor's Call office. Call me, and, and, and I just go, no, not Kwame. And um, you know, some of the things that you know, I in support of that I've heard and, and, th- and things necessarily as neat is you know shrinking of the city like physically you know it just, right it that's just what I've heard do you think that'll happen well we just don't have the tax base to maintain that kind of infrastructure when you have 700 800,000 people and the city is designed for 1.2 million yep because I've been, man. It's like it's insane. Detroit, especially in some of the hoodier neighborhoods, is like a, a ghost town. It's like a neighborhood, vast empty space. Neighborhood, vast right. empty space. And they, it's cool. They've started turning some of that urban space into farmland right. and weird shit. It's very. It's an interesting example of a city that is tr- recreating itself because right. of its economic necessity. No, so you actually think it will shrink? And uh, I think it definitely will shrink. I think you will see uh, a lot more urban farming happening. I think that. Um, uh, 
I think that you will see a lot more creativity coming out. You were talking about your friend who moved in. I know a lot of artists and musicians who have moved back into the city because it has been cheap housing, and that's created this whole new kind of energy that's in the underbelly. I'm not sure what's going to percolate from that, right? But that energy is there, and to me, that's very exciting. It's fascinating. Have I talked to you yeah, about it on the podcast? It on it's, yeah. it's incredible, With and the, it's like. If they didn't have that Michigan winter, I think Detroit would be the place that is about to explode in terms of like artistic yeah, kind of. I like of our Michigan winter because I don't want any pussies up in my city. I want you to be able to. <laughs> well, you're gay. Them. Of course, you don't want pussies in your city. But there is a fucking closer. Wow. That is what we're getting wow. out on. Don't even fight it. Wow. You know what? That is the end of this episode. Of the that Chance. is wrong. You just got served, motherfucker. Yeah, that is so wrong. You just got served. <laughs> so wrong. LZ Granderson, read them on USA Today. On page CNN, two on dude. ESPN. CNN. Yeah, Shout sorry. out your Twitter handle, too. His, his Twitter handle is Locks and Laps. Yes. Locks right. underscore and underscore Laps. Right. No K. Yeah. No K. Doesn't Ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucked with by the champs. Good night, everyone. God bless. Play some music. Go. Drop. Is that okay to say? Damn. Doug's drop. That's some bullshit. I, I, I jacked Doug's it. drop. Is that okay to say? Fuck, man. Is that okay to say? I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went. Doug's drop. Fuck, man. Doug's drop.